Yo, this is Nods and Bops. This is the motherfucking jam session in this bitch. This episode six. We're going to chop it up. We're talking about all the new music out, all of that shit. So we're going to get into it real, real soon. He's screaming my government. Oh, Nika Tanya. You look like Nikki now. Still, you Takiana. To keep it 100, bitch, you Akiana. In the hood like Kiana or a Tatiana. Immigrant from Trinidad. Rap Americana. I'm about to shut it down. At Megaliana. You peanut head bitches is always Jeliana. I'm about to get a ring. In my belly on a to my man name to give him some back Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Chino. And I'm Cass Marie. And you're listening to Nods and Bops. Welcome, welcome. Happy March, y'all. Happy March. This is a special episode. We decided because there's so much music that's been dropped, that's still dropping, we're going to make this episode just about music. So today we're going to get into Offset's new album, Father of Four. We're going to get into Gunna's Drip or Drown 2. We're going to get into Kalani's While We Wait. We're going to get into... Two chains, uh, rapper, rapper goes go to, to the league. league. We're gonna get into some singles from Cardi B. We're gonna get into this single that's been around, and the remakes and the challenges are coming up now. Even though it dropped last July, bust down Tatiana. Cass, what uh, what did you think of Offset's album? Me and you talked about the album off mic, right? And I think we both came to the conclusion that it was a reflective album. I almost feel like the album wasn't, at least some songs on it, some of them were. But for most of the songs, I felt like they weren't even for us. You know, they were more so for him. Like it sounded like yeah. Offset was on the mic, just trying to sort through his thoughts. Um, of some that's you know things that are important in his life like his relationship with his wife that's been very you know publicized and then his relationship with his kids that a lot of people have questioned especially since his marriage to Cardi and how much talk there's about culture and how much talk there's not about his other kids so to me this felt like addressing rumors but most more so trying to process a lot of personal shit for him and so because of that and we'll get into specific songs but because of that for me it's not necessarily a project that i'm super excited to to keep going back to i'm gonna go back to a couple songs on it but as a whole i probably won't be bumping the whole album straight through again I feel the exact same way you do as a reflective album. Some people were joking before, does Offset have a 444? And I'm like, Jay-Z. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and a lot of people didn't think he had it in him because he's like 26, you know? But I felt the same way. A few songs that I liked were Wild Wild West with Gunna. Uh, kind of like North Star with CeeLo Green. I liked Clout featuring Cardi B. I was like, oh, this is this is hot. This is about this is gonna be on the radio. I liked On Fleek with Quavo. I didn't really think we were gonna hear the Migos at all, but I'm glad we got to hear one of the Migos on the album. I really liked the beat on On Fleek, surprisingly. I don't really know why. I liked Red Room and yeah, that was it for me. Oh, Legacy. Legacy was my shit. I think Travis Scott and 21 Savage, shout out to them, did a hell of a job. I really liked 21 Savage's verse on it. I just, I think he wrote the beat perfectly. It's, it's a good song. But like you said, I won't be returning to this album very much. Like, it was cool. It was better than I expected. Thank God. I, offset, I 
think I've been on record saying before, he's my favorite Migo. I've always liked him. And maybe if I'm not, you're hearing it here first on Nods or Bops. <laughs> Offset is my favorite Migo. I think he has the best flow. He's a great feature artist. He has a distinct flow and it, it works on a lot of songs. And he has a range. Just like Quavo has a range, he has a range. And for me, he fits my personality a little bit more. Yeah, I know he went through the scandal this year, just that and a third. But my personal feelings were, you know, that's between them. We can all talk about it. But I was really happy to see them together on the red carpet for the Grammys. Like, that surprised me. Offset, good job, man. Like, it's, it's a good album. It's not necessarily something I'm going to go back to listen to. But I appreciate it, listening to it for what it was. Yeah, like I said, I liked a couple of songs on there. Uh, one song that stuck out to me, I wouldn't necessarily say I like it. I'll say that I have, no, I understand it for what it is, right? Like we keep saying a reflective piece of art. So Father of Four was interesting to me just because he kind of led us into some personal thoughts that I feel like sometimes a lot of people um, aren't so willing to admit. You know, he got on a song and a song that's put out to the world that's you know going to be heard years and years from now too and said he didn't know if his daughter was his and you know he didn't know her mom like that so really just putting out one of his daughters yeah one of his, his oldest um his oldest daughter so it was really personal and i feel i felt like because it was such a personal song I wanted to respect it as a piece of art. I didn't necessarily have to love it as a song to bump to, but as a piece of art and a piece of reflective art, you know, I respected it. I understood, you know, where he was coming from and what he was trying to do. And the fact that it was the first song on the album, of course, made a lot of sense. I also liked the song Lick, just because it was cool song was cool. <laughs> yeah like cool That's little cool. song to listen to bump um you know that trap music flow produced then, by dre moon yeah there's a good pop i also liked clout uh, of course i liked it because my girl cardi was on there and she killed it i felt like on this song she kept up with him she's had other songs with him in the past that i didn't necessarily feel like she was keeping up with his flow and his style like you said offset does have a unique flow and style and it stands out and in previous songs it's not that she fell behind super hard but it just wasn't there and on clout i felt it i felt it was there the chemistry on the song was there, there was and then and then he was talking real shit you know yeah. he talked about his wife again a kind of sort of addressing rumors but not super directly saying he's avoiding bitches that hit him in the dm you know things like that saying him and his bitch flexing you know what him and his bitch do <laughs> they do anything for yeah, cloud <laughs> do anything for cloud they switch in lambos and rates so i really like that they brought a lot of um personal story to and personality to the song and, and it really felt like they were vibing i also liked red room a lot i did like red room as well he had a really good video for it and yeah. then the just the song itself is really good the lyrics i really like the beat um that's just the one well he dropped, produced, he well dropped produced. before the album came out yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah i like the music video before. a lot for that just a good concept video yeah. honestly like it, it had a lot going on he had his grandfather in it called him granddaddy Shit, i got a granddaddy from florida i call him granddaddy too i was like oh and he's playing the Har harmonica or yeah whatever you call it. i didn't know sorry if i said that wrong <laughs> no, you didn't. i didn't know what the fuck that thing was i know it whistles um i but, know it whistles <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh i really liked it i was like yeah i liked red room a lot that was smart as hell because I, I think that got us kind of more excited about the album i feel like when 
Offset was in the video Bad and Bougie. He was kind of the main the main vocalist on it. That was him completely stepping out on his online. And then we started looking at him as an individual, not in the group. And I remember we talked about off mic the group itself and how they've been together for a while and our thoughts on both of it and i think they sound amazing as a group and i appreciate the individual effort of them stepping out because i think it's just smart marketing like why not put out an album more royalties more streaming more songs to do on the show and we got to remember they're artists so they're just always creating music anyway yeah i like i'll say this i like the fact that now they've all individually dropped projects right because it gives us an opportunity it's hard for him to go on a Migos album and and do a track like father of four or you know do a lot more personalized story not that he can't do that on a verse but here we got personalized stories throughout an entire song versus one or two verses right right? so i like that we have that for each of them we can go to their individual products um projects and get them another song really quick before we um leave offset alone (laughs) we i really like the song how did i get here that he had with j cole and that's just because it's odd for me to see j cole in trap music because on his own he doesn't make trap music so it was cool for me to see him on an album from an artist that predominantly produces trap rap right and i loved seeing that i loved seeing that collaboration i mean offset not offset j cole was also on a song with 21 savage so i I, i'm kind of liking where i'm seeing j cole coming in his features are getting a little different you know he's working with a lot of artists that more like I'm the shit tone is coming out a lot more that we kind of been waiting for. So I think that's why I was mostly excited. I wouldn't necessarily say that the song itself is a fucking hit. Let's bump that shit every day. But I liked the the experimentalness of it, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I felt the same way. I, the exact same way. Talk to me about Gunna, though, because we both were really fucking excited about the new Gunna album. What so, you think as a whole? I love this fucking album. It's been on repeat for me since it dropped and i don't know what it is like it's just good i didn't really like the little baby gonna collab drip harder i just i tried it wasn't for me i stopped listening to it right and i was my expectations for this album were low because of what they dropped previously and i was just like i really hope i like it because i listened to drip season three a lot and so when I heard this album, it immediately I was just like, yes, like yes to everything. He starts off the album with With It, and it just is it's just a good song. Like it rides. I liked With It, Outstanding, On Call, Car Wash. I, I really there wasn't too many songs I didn't like. The album just flows together really well. It's well produced. It's really well produced. And Wheezy did the majority of the beats. And I he did a hell of a job. Like it just it sounds like gonna. It reminded me of Drip Season 3. And some of the songs that stand out the most to me are I Don't Know Why, Baby Birkin, Out the Hood, and Who You Fooling. Like I, I don't know what it is about those songs, but 
they're, they're just my favorites I listen to them on repeat They're the first ones I'm putting on in the car And Gunna's album is one of those albums for me That I could just put on And like just let it play Even the stuff that I don't really bump with Like it all goes together It all flows together And shout out to Gunna Like a hell of an outro With who you feeling I love the guitar and the strings on it And it's just a good beat It's produced by Wheezy again Who produced most of the album It's, it's just great I have nothing bad to say If I had to give it a, a review like a one out of ten like i'm giving it i'm giving it an eight and eight point five and you can call me biased on the fuck like the album <laughs> is good the album will be on repeat i like gunna i like gunna a lot and he's 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 created his own flow and i don't hear anybody else doing that not from atlanta not anywhere around the country like it's distinct like when you hear gunna come on a feature or whatever you know it's gonna shout out to young thug who signed him or you know is one of his partners in crime or who kind of brought him into the music label and is up under him and his label um because gunna claims he's independent and this that and a third but like gunna gunna's hot right now and i i see him i see him being a staple in the rap game going forward like he's just he's been doing a great job he's been putting out good work he's been having hella features and he sounds great on every song shit the classic drip too hard with little baby is crazy like you were out in the streets last year i was out in the streets last year not as much but in the car and everywhere else like i was i was listening to that a lot oh okay is one of my favorite songs on drip season three that has little baby on it too and i think that's why my expectations were so high on the album the joint album he dropped with little baby drip harder like i i thought it was gonna be more ok songs and this that and the third but there was nothing on there that like really stood out that i wanted to listen to on repeat i'm gonna agree with you and say yes i also think that gonna has this sound that as soon as you hear him on a song you know it's gonna right and he's he's doing really well in terms of growth of as an artist i mean he's dropping a lot of projects and he's dropping complete projects and as far as his new album though like you said I'm saying the same thing I fuck with it it's a dope project I'm still gonna keep listening to it to see what new things and new intricacies I find in there that I like Baby Birkin was hard I got to listen to it in the car with Chino driving to go record one of our podcast episodes and we was both like okay this shit fire he also had me with the first line and then when the beat dropped I was like I gotta stay on this bitch when the beat dropped I was like yeah I gotta stay let's play this again let's play it again I really really fucked with the song so if you haven't heard it that's the song we definitely um, as a duo are recommending we like the whole album but as a duo we're definitely recommending to bass on that that song had me just and then the lyrics like i mean he said love hurts and he said it's hard work and i mean you know i I like the song it's it's just a great song and shout out to wheezy for producing that shit i also like speed it up i know you didn't like it it's not me that was that's the single that's the single yeah i liked it it's like a song the production is great but it's not it's a little too slow for me and he's speed it up speed it up i'm like all right <laughs> it's, it's not, funny that you said like it's a little too slow but the song is called speed it up so that's fucking hilarious the irony of that shit but i want to talk about his cover art so the drip or drown 2 cover art 
is him basically like underwater and what shit. What a fucking fresh umbrella. Fresh out. Like he is fresh, fresh as out. fuck. Shades and everything. And I don't know if he actually took this picture underwater, but Lord, if he did, it's a good ass album cover art. And again, what I was saying about the marketing and how fucking dope Atlanta artists are with creative marketing. His album release party was at the fucking aquarium. that's crazy crazy. like that's crazy you had 21 savage who had his album release party and i got that motel that he converted you know each room represented a song you have uh two chains when he did pretty girls like trap music how he had a whole trap house that was dedicated to that so it's just the genius i don't know the marketing for the artists in atlanta you niggas need to step it up yeah the creative (laughs) directors behind these projects are fucking geniuses and if it's the artists themselves which I'm sure that they have a, a big hand in, then shout out to them because I think that we don't talk about that enough. When it comes to albums and stuff like that, the whole project is the art, right? From how it looks to the music videos that comes with the it. Merchandise, yeah, all to of the merchandise. To all parts of the song, the composition, and then the way that the performing artist brought that. So I think, you know, Drip or Drown 2 is a good ass album. We're going to see, you know, what it does on the charts. Let's get into Kalani's mixtape while we wait. She dropped it recently. It's nine songs, about 31 minutes long. It's pretty dope. I liked it, but I'm going to let Chino go ahead and kick us off with his thoughts. So, I'm a Kalani fan. I just am. Um, an old friend of mine put me on to her uh, because she was a fan and I kind of stuck, uh, stuck with it after not hanging out with her so much anymore so um Kehlani's album or no her mixtape while we wait so when I first started listening to the album I'm not gonna front I was just the mixtape when I started listening to the album the EP the album the mixtape the LP yeah, the mixtape right so when I first started listening to the mixtape I didn't really like it not even on front like it was like eh. it was like Eh, and I just didn't really know how to take it, but I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of no matter what I like, no matter what I dislike, no skips on the first listen. Like I'm listening so intently to where like that's where I'm developing all my initials opinion. Like I'm not looking at the blogs to see what. It, no, I'm listening to it. It's my interpretation. This is what it is. My first time is gonna tell me what my gut says about it. So I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. I'm a huge fan of Dom Kennedy. And then her song comes on, Dunya. Dunya. I don't know how you say that shit. Nunya. I don't know. It's track it's three. Nanya. Nanya. It's track three, right? And I thought I was. I'm like, yeah, Dom Kennedy. You know what it is? West Side. All that. Da 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 da. Cause he's a West Coast rapper, right? And I didn't like it. I didn't really like his verse on it. Song is okay. I won't be going back to listen to it. And then Morning Glory came on, and I was like, there we go. And the reason I didn't like the, those first three tracks is because Kehlani has a distinct voice, right? But it could also be a pop voice. And sometimes I don't always like her pop voice, and I didn't hear her musical range or any of that. Those first three tracks, so I was kind of bored listening to it, right? And then morning glory comes on and i like it now me and Cass had a conversation off mic because we had different opinions but that was the first song i really kind of like um and it, it's just a good song i like what she's singing on it i like the production on it i really like the production like that that cadence i liked i liked that a lot and um yeah that was the first song i kind of liked 
but feels track five night like this featuring ty dollar sign shout out to the goat ty dollar sign he's one of my favorite r&b acts out right now rpg featuring black another great song i'm a huge fan of black he's having a hell of a year shout out to him he dropped a hell of an album last year track eight butterfly and then track nine love language i like all of those songs so songs five through nine i'm kind of listening to on repeat for me, it was just it was just a pretty good album. It was well-produced. Mixtape. It was a pretty good mixtape. So it's funny because Chino and I have different opinions when it comes to some of these songs. He said Morning Glory is the song that pulled him in. Morning Glory is the song that almost pushed me out. So I'm going to start with Footsteps, though, featuring music Soul Child. I really liked Footsteps simply for the beat. It sounds like there's rain or water behind the beat itself. And not only that, her voice was cool to me. It carried me a little bit through the song, and I thought that it was a good it was a good opener. I liked Too Deep and Nanya as a combination because they're both kind of talking about the same thing. In Too Deep, she talks about, you know, um, basically being in like this a sexual relationship with somebody and them getting too deep in their feelings. And then in Nanya, she talks about, I mean, what you can guess, which her business being none of a man that she's fucking with's business. So as a, as a, as two songs that went back to back with each other, I like them because they, they supported each other, if that makes any sense. So stacked on top of each other, they worked. Had Too Deep been the second track and Nanya been the eighth track, I wouldn't be saying that because personally, like Chino said, I didn't, I didn't care, um, I didn't care too, too, too hard for Nanya, but I really did like Too Deep because of the lyrics, because I can personally relate to it as a person, but also because she commanded the whole song for me with her voice. I didn't feel like the beat was taking over too much. I felt like she really commanded that song and that's why I fucked with it. But the songs that I really, really, really was like, yes, were the same ones that Chino said, which is tracks five through nine. Five is Fields, six is Nights Like This, featuring Ty Dolla Sign, seven is RPG, featuring Black, eight is Butterfly, and nine is Love Language. I really liked Fields a lot because the beats and the lyrics reminded me of like old school love R&B songs. It was just, I kind of got thrown back into my 14, 15 year old self like, Damn, this is the kind of shit Fantasia would drop. Except with a lot more vocal <laughs> range, of course. But that's what I was thinking about. Like, damn, this is the love songs that I used to... This feels like the love songs that I would listen to in the car and look out the window and pretend I'm in a music video type shit. So that's what it reminded it, you me so, of. You heard it too. You hear her range. I, yeah, I, I heard I on feels, I heard her I range. I love Kehlani's range because when she stops... When she stops her regular voice of her just singing... Yeah, we know you singing, but like... She's singing, singing yeah, she's on singing. that, and that, and that's sing, what I want to hear. And I, it's probably fucked up because I'm just a listener. I have no influence on this project, none of that shit. I'm just a critic. I'm just a listener. I'm just a person giving their opinion. And who am I to say when she does something and when she doesn't do something? But that's what I like to hear from Kaylani. All of her previous shit is the same thing. When she's singing. When she's really singing, when she's showing you her vocal range, when she's hitting the high notes, the low notes, when she's playing with her voice, I love that. She's great at that. 
That's what I want to hear. She's great at doing it without losing it. There's some right. artists that try to do that and they lose you and you be like, yeah, fuck, fuck, you gotta pull me back in, like pull me back in, and they never, they never pull you back in. But you're right, she does do that. She can play with ranges and still keep you uh in tune throughout the whole song. That's what I was saying about her carrying me. I know for you, you said that too deep and Nanya didn't do that for you, but it was something a little new, so it kind of did that for me. I hated Morning Glory. I mean, just straight up, I thought the beat was drowning her. And I've heard that when you're a singer and you're pregnant, especially further along in your pregnancy it can be hard to play with your range right so i'm glad i'm glad that we got that in five through nine regardless of that but in in four i think that her pregnancy really showed it really was it was drowning her and i couldn't even i couldn't even get through the song because i was like i don't know if they just didn't turn her vocals up enough or they didn't turn the beat down enough or again if it was a symptom of her pregnancy and not being able to belt like she usually can so i really I was sad that it, there was I couldn't like the whole thing, but that was really the only song that threw me off. Like I said, I liked a bunch of the other ones. I really like nights like this. I'm a, I'm a Ty Dolla Sign fan. I'm a Stan. Yeah, I think he's he's a, the best out. One of them. Quote me on that. Yeah, fight me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll back him up on that. I think he's a good feature artist too. I think he's one of those that when you bring him on your song, he doesn't take away from it, right? He distinctive adds for voice, sure. but adds to the song. Always adds. He's he's. If I'm saying this right, he adds layering to the song I like with that. his vocal range and his lyrics because he writes his own stuff. He has a dope music process. He's just a dope human being in general. He just he adds to the song. It's just some. It's a plus. You know, it's just, oh, you already have what you have. Right. Plus one. You always hear, sometimes you hear people featured on a song and you're like, oh, fuck, I wish you just wasn't on this fucking song because you're ruining it for me. Some people's ad-libs who have people that don't make music come on a song. Bro, we don't want to hear that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Let Please me. shut Share the fuck up. I want to hear the song. <laughs> I want to hear the song, not you. You're subtracting from the song. Shut the fuck up. So the they don't even play way- you at the concert. Shut the fuck up. All right. Thanks. We got you. The same, the same way you feel about Ty Dolla Sign, I feel like that about Black. So I was super, super fucking happy to see that Kehlani and Black linked up and did a track. I really liked uh, RPG. I ha- When I wrote my notes down for the podcast, I actually wrote down the song and I didn't even put words. I put three check marks and then I put three yes, yes, yes after it. I love it. It's just a nice reflective chill song that i could vibe to again good beat good production i fucked with it and then butterfly loved it but it took me a while to love it because she was kind of she had like a talking rapping vibe going and once i got over that part once once i like played it back the second time and i got over that what I didn't like, that that odd talking vibe. I was cool. I liked the song. I was like, okay, I fuck with this. The one that I probably love the most, though, oh, I don't know, I'm biased, because the Ty Dollar Sign one and, and the one with Black is really good. But Love Language, I thought was beautiful. And I thought that it was a good ending. A great way um, to close. A right? great way to close. I really did. I loved the, the beat. I keep telling y'all and I'm going to keep harping on this so that you guys can really understand the way that I process music. She told a story with that song. and not Well, not told a story. She wrote a great 
final chapter of a of an album with that of a mixtape with that song. I love the beat where it was doing like ping, ping, ping. Um, I'm not doing it right, you know. Shout like out, bong, shout bong, out to bong. the producers the on producer this album. They did, did their that. thing, and then she yeah, came on and she, and she did the beat justice. I hate when you have a dope ass beat. Same shit we talked about. We talked about this with a feature artist, right? right? But I hate when you have a dope ass beat and the artist comes on it and you're like. Fuck, you could have brought it harder. But she brought she brought it on that song, Love Language. And, and you know, it just, it worked. The beat was kind of loud there, the same way how it was for Morning Glory. But on this song, it worked just because it was such a good beat. Don't Who you? produced that song, actually? Love Language, because it's so good. And we need to give, you know, whoever did it credit, because it was dope. So Love Language was produced by M Phases and Super Duper Brick. They did their thing on that. That was a hell of an outro. It was a hell hell of of an outro. outro. And I'm glad she kept it at the outro, honestly, because it it wrapped up the whole mixtape for me. And the mixtape is really about... It's, it's about different layers and different types of love and different types of relationships with people. And so I'm glad that she ended it with that. I liked, you know, a lot of the song titles that she picked as well. And because I, you know, I talked about Gunna's album uh, cover art a little bit, I'm going to talk about Kalani's. Again, she gave me like a, a personal type of look. She's in the mirror with her hands over her head. Her hair is out and curly. It doesn't look too stylized, you know, and she has this old school flowery wallpaper. So it, it it worked, you know. The the album cover worked with the song titles, worked with the song content and the song themes, and then the way, of course, that she stacked the songs as well, just played out real well. So I was I was very content with the mixtape. I like that she named it while we wait. I'm definitely gonna be waiting for the album based on you know what we got here. Let's jump into Two Chains though, because Two Chains had a highly anticipated project. Rapper Go to the League is something that Two Chains has been branding since last year. I don't know if a lot of people peep that. I don't know if a lot of people now remember that, but he has been using that hashtag for a minute now. He's been talking about rapping or going to the league for a minute now. So Two Chains marketing is fucking brilliant, right? And he he was already doing that with rap or go to the league and then he came and he gave us an album and i think he really delivered i'm gonna let chino go first talk to me about what you thought i love the album i didn't really know what i don't know what else to say about it like i love the entirety of the album shout out to two chains for doing a hell of a job on this um i don't think he gets the recognition he deserves i know that's been one of the things he said vocally but really though man two chains is one of my favorite artists he's one of my favorite artists when he dropped titty boy and when he did the whole rebranding but shit i remember check me out like i remember all of that shit so and that was the mixtape wave i remember when he did the true religion brand he was the one that kind of got true religion popping like two chains is a part of the culture people didn't want to give him his merits quite yet but we remember 2012 was literally on every fucking feature and he made he i done did a verse with everyone from jermaine dupree down to papoose like yo he was having such an incredible run and so just to see the growth like when he dropped pretty girls like trap music i knew he was out of here i knew when i saw the pink trap house he was the fuck out of here the only thing that i hated it for him was he injured himself i think playing basketball or riding four-wheelers don't quote me on that i think it was riding four-wheelers i'm pretty sure he he broke his he broke his leg or something like that and so he had to do his tour in a wheelchair 
got to saw the documentary on Netflix. He that, pimped out the wheelchair. He though. pimped like, out the wheelchair and did the tour. This is why I go back to his tour. marketing is crazy, crazy and his dedication to his craft. He was on the Netflix documentary Rapture and he really came on there and he talked about working hard and where that gets you to and that that's a it's a two chains brand and he's been like you said dedicated to it from way back fucking when that he can stand up and say I've worked with this artist, I've worked with this artist, I got verses with this person and it's there. Like one of the can- hardest working men in the rap game and he's a Virgo just like me. So shout out to him. <laughs> The worth ethic is crazy. I don't care what y'all say. We work harder than you. That's why we're better than you. It's not It's not about who got the talent. It's about who works harder and who works puts harder. in the time. So shout out to 2 Chains. Let's get into the album. Like, yeah, tell me My, about some songs that you like. There was 14 songs on right. there, 53 minutes. Right. He dropped it on March 1st. Uh, we're going to talk about the cover art later on. The Start with the title. What you thought about that title and then get Rapper into go songs to the league. for me. I think it's perfect branding because I follow 2 Chains. He's one of the celebrities I follow because he actually posts and he actually talks about shit. He did a great Black History Month rollout. Loved it. He was just, you know, giving out information. And then to see the whole marketing campaign with LeBron, I think that was great. Do I think LeBron really A&R the album? Yes and no, because LeBron's a very busy man. Biggest sports athlete in the world. You can't debate me on that. And so he's a very busy dude. But I do like that they have a real genuine friendship based off of the little video series they were dropping on the gram. I also listened the day the night a few uh, an hour before the drop of the album at 11 o'clock they went on apple radio and they were talking back and forth if you get a chance you all should go check that out because it was really reflective on how it's been a year how he let lebron listen to the album like a year ago and then he came back to it and like i love the fact that this album is highly curated it sounds great and if you listen to the lyrics it's great i'm not gonna lie to you when i listened to it the first time it 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 almost sounded too good because it was different and i didn't i didn't really understand what was going on but after i had listened to it my initial time i was like that was great i didn't have anything bad to say about it even the track there was one track that i didn't really like and i'm not even gonna mention it because i don't want to hate or any of that the album's great y'all there's nothing on there you don't have to skip there might be some stuff that you don't necessarily want to listen to but the whole album is top notch my favorite song on there though is ncaa um it's just a great message behind it you know pay me i'm making you all this money pay me you think that just because you got a scholarship do you think that just because you gave me a scholarship you don't owe me all this motherfucking money i'm making you you owe me man so pay me pay the athlete i can't eat you don't care whether i eat or whether i ate he said that in the beginning of the song so shout out to him shout out to the producer of that song the honorable c-n-o-t-e it was a it was a great song i really liked that one uh mama hit a lick came right after that and i like it It was produced by well it was written by pharrell williams and kendrick lamar and two chains but it was produced by pharrell and so that was a good song but i really like i really i really like sam that the outro um it's one of my favorite songs i really liked i'm not crazy life is featuring chance the rapper and was it Chance the Rapper and 2 Chains? 
No, Kodak it, Black. Yeah, it was Kodak Black. My baby. It, it was Chance the Rapper, Two Chains, and Kodak Black. That's one of my favorite songs. I never would have thought I would heard that collab, but it it was just great. Shout out to Dean who produced the beat on it. It's five minutes and thirty seconds, and it just sounds good, man. Hearing Kodak Black come in on the end of it was like crazy. It added a new layer of the song. I, I just I like the lyrics on it. I liked Chance's verse. There's nothing I didn't like about that song. It's probably I think that is my favorite song on the album. But I also really liked Sam, which was the outro. Sam, he was talking about taxes. He he gave a, a short story of in a conversation he had with P. Diddy about taxes and how much he had to pay. And it reminded me of J. Cole's song Brackets off of his album KOD. And it's, it's just the same thing. I think we're hearing artists voice their concern about how much they pay in taxes. And it's like, it's just, it's 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 rich people problems you know you work so hard for what you do and then you get taxed at such an absorbent rate but shit maybe maybe rappers should make their name into a corporation and then every time they get paid it goes through the name of the corporation and so they get a tax break but that's here nor there i'm not i'm not their accountant i'm not their business so much but that, that's just something to think about for all of you artists overall one out of ten like i, I got it I'm giving it an eight and a half, honestly. When I went back and listened to it, it just sounds great. It doesn't matter where you start the album, all of it's good. I, I just really enjoyed the album. What uh, what did you like? I really liked the album too. It had a message, which, you know, with me and art, like I've said before, I, I don't mind mindless art, but I, I have a thing for art that has a purpose and a message and, and I felt it here and like I said, this isn't, the thing that I love about 2 Chains is that he is true to his art, he's a true artist. When I watched that Netflix documentary Rapture on the episode that he was featured on, the episode about him, he really, like I said, he talks about hard work and you know, just putting in what you need to do uh, to, to get it done and being committed to it and he really is a committed artist and so he takes his time with rolling out things like this and, and it's detail and it's intricate and so I really appreciated this album because not only did it feature really great artists it also had you know good samples it had good beats you could tell that overall it was really a, a collaborative project but 2 Chains never lost his touch in it throughout the whole album you always knew that this was 2 Chains album I really liked the first song um, Forgiven because it's again a little bit of personal storytelling and he, he starts that song off with commentators right at a I believe a basketball game and again this is him just being true to the brand you put out an album talking about you know, the options that are offered to young black men in America are either be an entertainer or be in sports. And so the fact that he started his intro song with that, you know, that commentator thing just blew me away. And it made me want to keep listening and be like, this is the kind of fucking art that I like. When you tell me you're going to give me something, give it to me. And that's what he did. He told me he was going to talk about this and he brought it, you know? And I, again, I like the way that he stacked it up. So I really like that first song just because of that, because it, it, from the jump, it was on target. 
I really liked Threat to Society. I like that shit too. I loved Threat to Society. I didn't want to. I didn't want to say too many songs because I had to leave some for you. I gave you three. <laughs> and I was like, I know she's gonna talk about the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you know not, we're gonna have some in common yeah. that we fuck with. So I love that Threat to Society. Crazy. I like the sample that he used, and I actually had to go back and look it up. So the sample on there is from a ladies group, a uh, ladies you know singing group, and they're called the Truettes, and they're from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, they're known for their 19. 80s gospel hit peanut butter and jelly so i wasn't familiar with the song but as a you know the sample part that they did use uh that two chains used on the song i think it really worked you know who produced it too i know i'm not sure who produced ninth wonder ninth wonder who produced oh not the sample he produced he produced he produced the song and like ninth wonder is one of the best producers out and so they just killed it. Yeah, they shit. killed it. They, they killed it. Killed I don't know what made him even think of that sample. His brain works crazy. Music is um, music. Yeah, is music I don't, I don't you know, know what like, made them think it's kind of like sample. a moment in time. They but just, he came they on created. there and he yeah. did what we were talking about on Kelani's mixtape. He did the beat justice. And yeah. I really appreciated that song. I, love that. I also really, really liked Money in the Way. Um, them first three songs yeah, set yeah, the yeah. album the it, fuck it off. You were it like, maybe just want to keep listening. I was like, okay, you got me. You yeah, got me. you got me. I'm in. I'm like 100% in. I was talking to one of my friends today, and they were like, it's great road trip music. And I, I had to take a step back out there. I listened to it. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, because it's something you could put on in the background and just ride to. And I was like, you're absolutely right. The only. I like the album so much that honestly, since I didn't have nothing bad to say about it, I didn't really pay attention to the songs as much the first time. It just sounded so well put together. I was, okay, so I, I found myself as much as I was trying to just be in a moment and listen to the music, I I couldn't. You know, I I was just like nothing stands out that's bad, and he already set the standard on that first song. So I was just like, and then yeah. the two songs to follow up yeah. behind it were still. You know, yeah. it's a great album when tracks one, two, and three are, are just fucking crazy, and that's why I liked Gunna's album so much. I was like, what the fuck? I just wanted to dance with his. With this, it just made me wanted to like ride in the car with the windows down. It's like 60 out, and you seeing all the Atlanta city lights and shit, and you playing it loud enough to where it's like not annoying in the car, but like everybody can hear you coming down the block. And that's, that's how, how I, I feel. felt about a lot of songs yeah. on 2009. That's a, yeah, we just 2009. <laughs> Shout out to Currency and. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Shout out to Currency and Wiz, though, because they dropped a hell of an album, too. And go hear that. So I also liked, uh, I liked Whip with Travis Scott. And the reason that I liked that song was because Travis Scott has what I call an arena voice. And you probably have never heard that before, right? I'd be making up my own little phrases Cass, and descriptions. Explain what arena voice I'm going to explain it right now. So there are some artists that you put them in an arena to perform and as hard as they try they can't bring it travis scott is 1000 percent, in my opinion a rapper that can perform in an arena he really knows how to he has that voice and it's just it's nothing special that he does it's really just his voice and the gift of his voice and i like that because i felt like he brought that to whip you know i felt like whip is a song that i could listen to out loud you know like in a in a in a large crowd over loud loud speakers because of the voice and of course you know two chains did his thing on it so as a 
combination with them together, I really liked it. The beat was cool. Like, like I keep saying, the beats on this album are just really well produced. So you're going to hear me repeating that over and over. But the, what brought me into it was really that arena voice. And then the beat was secondary. It kind of reminded me of, you know, the train stop, you know, when you drive up and you the train the the gate comes down and it's like a toll kind of noise as the train passes by if you listen by and you got to listen really closely to hear that i know that's like a really weird reference but that's what i was hearing and i'm like where the fuck did they come up with this beat i don't know but that's the reason i i i like that song because of travis and because of the the beat layering i liked mama hit a lick the beat and the flows was crazy like it just was crazy kendrick lamar gave me like two to three different flows on that song (laughs) that shit was crazy i was like what the hell and then you know with with two chains coming in intertwined they worked really well as a duo and i think it was the perfect song for him and pharrell wrapped it all up with the production on it because that beat pharrell produced it yeah okay that makes sense yeah as a as a trio they really did that and you know i i don't have anything else to say on it except it was just cool and I, I love when people play with what they can do like we said about Kalani right Kendrick is really good at that he knows how to play with his his ranges kind of like what we were saying about Ty Dolla Sign so that was one that I liked I know I'm listening to a couple I liked uh, NCAA because it stuck to the brand and guess what guess what my genius ass artist 2 Chains did he put it right in the middle so he gave us he stacked up these good ass songs and then he reminded us what this album is about it's about having the conversation about young black men being encouraged to go two routes and it's either be an entertainer be a rapper or like a rapper or be in the sports world and so he brought us right back and and this is what i say about two chains and his marketing and his stacking and you know the way that his art just you could tell that time was put into this right you could tell that energy was poured into it that vibes was poured into it you could tell that with two chains work it told a really important story that we often don't talk about a lot and if you're not friends with a lot of college athletes you really don't know and i was friends with a lot of college athletes when i was at iowa Me and too. It's, it's a real struggle like they stayed boys, in my dorm yeah yeah, yeah. Like, these yeah. these boys like they go out there and you know men boys they go out there and they work hard they're getting up at 5 a.m for practices and they're spending all day in class and they're getting out of class they're going to tutoring and then after tutoring because most times that's required to be a part of the team so they're going to tutoring and then they're going to practices that are super long or and flip then they'll go to practice and then have to go to tutoring right right right, after, right. and yeah. then you know and then they come back and they might be finishing even more work or some of them because of lack of funds might be trying to do sneak jobs on the side so it it is a really a tough life and i i'll be honest that wasn't something that i knew until one of you know my ex-boyfriend actually sat me down and really he got very pat we got into an argument and i was like the sports department gets all this money meanwhile we don't get shit and he really had to sit me down and explain to me listen they do get all this money but it's not going to the players and a lot of times players are the workers yeah yeah they're suffering they're not being paid what they deserve you have you have kids that are Number ones, you have kids that are who are selling out arenas. You who have are kids. the school yeah, representation yeah, yeah. at that moment in the fall and winter? Yeah, huge tickets. Yeah. I mean, their jerseys are making 
thousands on thousands of dollars. No, you have their celebrities. Are ma- their whole brand is making millions money, of dollars. Money, and, and they're, they're not, not, they're not, not touching that shit. at all. You have celebrities that are coming to their games to support them. All of this. Duke versus Carolina, cheapest ticket, $2,500. Yeah, like you have all, the, they're bringing in all this money and then it's just not being pushed back out. So I think, again, 2 Chains was on target with this song. And, and he talks about a real story that hopefully this song will help open more more conversations surrounding so we don't talk about that enough and a lot of times it is because these kids are under contracts and you know if they speak out too much that might get them benched or you know you can't do too much on social media i know how that works i've seen kids face repercussions for standing up against coaches and stuff like that yeah yeah i worked in student affairs at unc and it's the same thing like these these guys they bust their ass all year they they're training all year and then literally after march madness they don't have enough money to get groceries so they have some food at home they can eat at the cafeteria but the cafeteria closes you know like they're just hungry and i worked i worked in student affairs and we were trying to be a liaison between the athletes and administration across the board so that they could get more for what they do because like you said they are funding the athletic department the scholarships for all the other sports that nobody gives a damn about nobody's coming to watch is funded by football and basketball oh and who is the majority of the football and basketball team black kids straight up it, it, there's no deba- who's making the team there there's Back no is. there's no debate about it they fund your scholarship and i got in an argument with I, it was an argument we we're having a conversation about how much they should get paid and this that and the third and they were trying to talk to me about well you have other athletes it should be fair and i'm like no it shouldn't life isn't fair we don't live in a fair society it's it's not fair look if i'm bringing in the school 50 million dollars and we they're they're exploiting me because i'm not getting paid i should get paid why do they have to care about the other students when has anything in life since you came into this world ever been fair like please don't hit me with oh it should be fair no it shouldn't if you're playing on the bench you shouldn't get paid as a superstar whose jersey is being sold i'm well, sorry my I, guy I can't no say, you nah, shouldn't i can't say that because you shouldn't again, like i'm saying these kids regardless of some kids yes they're on the bench not everybody could be the number one or a starter chino you that's, should get that's, you listen, should that's get paid for that's your like work you saying you that's should like get paid saying, for your work hold on that's like you saying on the basketball team they should have contracts based on how often you're on the court no that's a i'm unfair. saying they should get paid for their work the school most schools have a superstar right most big schools do they have one two or three yo those are the people whose stuff is getting bought it should be a bracket system it shouldn't be how much time you get on the court it should be your value towards the team now granted that's subjective people get injured there's there are lawyers and there are teams and there are coaches who could all negotiate that there they should have a players association just like the NBA. What's not fair, Cass, what's really not fair is they pay for your education and you're not even in class if you go to a D1 school most of the time. Period. You are in class, but you are there as a visitor most of the time. You're in class. We all know you take classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? If you go to college, right? 
or a mix depending. yeah yeah it's it's usually you have class monday through friday but it's at different times right. sometimes they don't even get to go to class because they're on the road they go to these tournaments there's multiple tournaments and we're talking about basketball and games and stuff. March, we're talking about we're talking about yeah, both we're, yeah, yeah it's we're talking about football too but ew it's march madness now and so basketball is the center of the discussion and personally basketball makes more money yeah there's a lot more football players but Football doesn't sell oh, shoes. Shit. And plus, I just they, that connection. And plus, not only that, we get to see the basketball players, and they have more compelling. They don't have more compelling stories. A lot of those kids come from the same places, but since we visibly see them, since the camera comes up to these players at the end, not just in the locker room, but at the end of the game, you have so many different stars that have certain skill sets in the NBA. They're more visible. They have a better social media presence. Football, you have helmets on. You don't get to see them, and nobody's buying cleats other than the football players the soccer players and people that you know do that so what i'm saying is you should get paid your worth i'm sorry Cass. i disagree yeah i if can't you, agree with you there if you, i think that there the shouldn't way be that a set be, salary i though. think i think that it should if you make be, it a I think set that it salary should be a set salary i don't and think then, everyone should on. get a set salary i think that it should be a set salary that everybody gets because at the end of the day bro at the end of the day these are all kids who are all missing when they're on the road it's not only the stars that are on the road they're all hold on they're all on the road you know what i'm saying so i definitely think that it should be a set salary but that there should be a, a commission type thing on top of that like okay you're gonna get 45 percent whatever it is i think it should be more than that i'm just giving throwing out numbers 45 percent they should get a percentage of the, of the stuff of the that sales. they're making absolutely for the school. absolutely yeah. but i think that that should be across the board because that type of individualized contract is is it's a hard thing to roll out you know for the collegiate level it would so definitely I think take if it time because like there's so many universities and colleges right but we're talking Look, Cass, we talking about D1 on TV. Look, I'm sorry. Life's not fair, Listen, fam. Listen, I'm saying if... He, if it's going to be a salary cap, it definitely should be different same from thing. D1 to D2 and D3. And I understand yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all I on the road. With, but no, I'm saying... Yeah, I'm saying if that. Zion Williams is selling the jerseys, fam, if he's selling the jerseys, you know why they're coming. That's been... There's data calculating that. Please don't tell me everyone should get the same exact salary. That's not right. And if you if you're saying that, college is definitely gonna see the NCAA, which is corrupt as fuck, is gonna see their numbers go down, whether it comes now or later, because people are gonna stop doing that. One, it's a fact. Most of us leave college with debt, right? Point blank period. You think about the athletes, yeah, they're on scholarship. But they're playing, they're kind of like an investment tool. They're doing all this 5 a.m. getting up, going to going to classes that they don't really care about because they're trying to go to the league, this, that, and the third for their school. They're being exploited of their labor. And then if they don't make it to the league, they got to go get a regular job, fam. And a lot of them, since they haven't been in class, they've missed so much, they're behind on that. And the college doesn't fund that as well. So I'm just saying, there's a whole bunch of missing parts. And I can't back down on my argument that, Yo, some of the stars should get paid. I agree, everyone should get paid, but it should be a ranking system. Because if Zion Williams and RJ Baird are selling the jerseys, so what are you doing shouldn't... now? Zion, Zion ankle messed up now. So now do you take away his salary because no, now he's not about to be the number one on the court? He, That's what I'm saying. He's actually going to be number one in the draft, though. It's it's, it's so intricate. I don't listen, think. I think even though it's complicated, it's you should do it. It's unrealistic it's to not be unrealistic. like that. You should be paid just based on the fact that not everybody is going to go to the league. But all of these kids are very, playing very during small. this time. That's what I'm There's saying. There's only 12 spots on the NBA team. All of them aren't going to go to the league. So 
it's unfair for you to be like you should you should get paid more only because you're gonna be a draft pick like i said automatically they're gonna get paid more if they set up a system where like okay this is the base right and then you get a certain percentage of the sales that we're making of course zion is gonna get more than josh over here that nobody barely knows and barely touches the court because guess what his product is moving so individualized of course he's gonna get more if he's getting a percentage does that make sense i think we're saying the same yeah. thing i'm just arguing higher that yo i do i'm just advocating for the fact the extra percentage they should get, man, that should be a portion. Because why does Zion Williams need to go to college? Right, but I'm, if I'm he's not playing, saying that this person playing, should get 20% and this person should get 25%. i am saying it should be a set, like, you get, like, 65%, there should, there should and be that's a, across the board. There should be a salary that all players get played. I agree with you there. It should be fair. It should be to your team. It should be towards the value you're adding to that college i'm sorry the rugby players don't get with the basketball players but they should get they should get a salary too they should get i know a lot of teams do financial aid or to give you more no fam pay them for their time right period and i'm not saying that and the football players should get paid the same thing as the wrestlers right absolutely not i do think that it should be tiered right so the track athletes should i don't expect them and i i wouldn't I don't think I would support them getting paid the same amount as, you know, the football players or the basketball players. I think it should go based on which one, you know, they, they're seeing more more action of and it's more time commitment. Damn. But all athletes commit. What You know, I like you said, I think we're saying the same thing, but essentially I think that it should, it should be fair, you know, because then what you start creating is internal issues. Now you have kids that are like, I... It don't make any sense for me to work that hard because no matter what, I'm going to be placed in this in this little portion um, and this person is going to continue making more. And then you got to remember the flip side of that, bruh. When you have people like in D1 schools like the University of Iowa, don't think that it's not no racist shit going down. And don't think that a We're lot not. of these, hold on, don't think that a lot of these boys aren't being benched for other shit that has nothing to do with their ability and their commitment because it is happening and so that's what i'm saying I'm that's what will make aware. it unfair because then you'll have these white players that are gonna because they know the coaches because this is happening because that is happening it, it's it'll start becoming unfair in the contracts that's being offered if you know what i'm saying i i hear that point but i'm saying like look from what I see, the people we're talking about are black kids. I can't speak to what the white kids are doing. I can't. I know that racism exists and other players are getting benched because of politics. That is very real. That's why we agree on the same point. Hey, they should make they should make a certain set. All of them should be paid a salary across the board. But when we're talking about the stars in the NCAA, that is where it gets tricky. And that should be the biggest fight because I don't understand why an athlete will come to college if he's not getting the benefits of college and he's actually helping the college the college isn't helping him if he is of that caliber and going to the league i understand not everybody has the same talent plus me personally look man i'm sorry i don't want to see a game that's 70 70 no one can create isolation they no one can make a shot like that's just unappealing to me but i'm advocating for the stars because if the top of the top is treated better everyone else will be everyone else will rise up that's that's how I feel about it. So they got to figure it out. They will figure it out. And like I said, if they don't figure it out, less people will be going the college route because other other business people see an opportunity for amateur sports. 
Yo, college is great. It's a lot of amateurism, man. You have a thousand schools. You have a whole. You have a certain amount playing on TV that have deals that are sponsored. Nike sponsors so many different. They sponsor most of the jerseys. You have Adidas too. You have Under Armour too. But Nike is the the king. Nike is the monopoly, right? So it's just. Hey, they'll figure it out or other 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 fields of sports will come up and people won't people won't go to college route because we all like watching sports. So whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully what this song does, like I said, is get more regular people to have this. this conversation. It'll bring the conversation you know, that back we're up. having yeah. right now for sure. Yeah, Some other bring. songs that I liked on there so that we can continue moving through his album because it is 14 songs on there. I really like Rule the World. I know you said that you didn't really get Ariana on there, but remember and we're gonna talk about this song later on remember when we were talking about the summer walker song and what i told you about the benefits of recording together i think i hope i'm right i think that ariana and two chains recorded rule the world together because that's the vibe that i got from the song they did have i felt the like they, they had so much chemistry yeah. and it meshed so well together that it didn't feel probably like, met out in la yeah it didn't, it didn't feel like she sent in her verse and you know was just thrown in there and she didn't have a verse actually my bad she did she did the vocals on that and a lot of the chorus um along with two chains she didn't she wasn't on there rapping or nothing like that thank god because i would have been pissed but it's it's once i got over the talk rapping i said that about kalani's i'm saying that about <laughs> about this song too. you don't want the seven like, rings i don't flow. like you don't no. want the i don't like because that worked for her on that <laughs> don't bring that shit to two chains but um yeah once i got over the little talk rapping that two chains had going on that i didn't particularly care about too too hard I liked it. I, I think it's a banger. Again, I like I like the vibe that they had together there. And they're an unlikely pair, but I love them. And the last song that I, well, oh my gosh, I like them all so much. But the last song that really stood out to me was I Said Me. And again, for the beat, I loved, I loved the piano outro on there and just the piano use. And of that's Sam? not the only song. Oh, no. Um, no, this all is I Said Me. I Said Me? Okay. I love the instrument variation on this entire album, but it really stood out on I Said Me, and I like it again because it goes back to 2 Chain's brand, right? Where he congratulates himself and he, he hypes up himself for where he's at and who does he think is the best is himself. And listen, that's how you have to think about yourself. Even if somebody might be saying, you gotta think of yourself as the Beyonce, the Jay-Z, the two, you gotta think of yourself like that so that every time you come to the art you bring that and i think that two chains is really good at doing that and i think on i said me he was really good of, of vocally saying that like it's me it's me and i know it's me and then i i really like the song i like that song a lot yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. A it's song. a good song it's just a good great song flexing song yeah. you know i also liked i'm not crazy life is um featuring chance to rap around kodak black and unlikely um, an unlikely group. Combo, yeah, combo. But it worked. It worked so well. And you know what? I was surprised because I saw somebody say this on Twitter one time. Chance the rapper is so hard to get him out of that like go lucky type vibe because every time I get I listen to Chance, I cannot help but be on some smile shit. But on this song, I think he gave he still kept a little bit of that because it's his brand, you know what I'm saying? But he gave me something a little different. Channel, Mr. Yeah, 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 positive. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Positive, that is it's his, his brand. brand. It's his brand, period. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a little bit of that here, but it didn't overwhelm him. I think in this song he really It didn't put, overwhelm the song. Yeah, it didn't overwhelm the song. And it didn't overwhelm him. You know, in this song he True. he had a he had a little bit of variation. 
and I like that. I saw a different little side. I'm excited to hear Chance the Rapper's album like that's going to come out too. later this year. Shout out to Kodak Black. He dropped a hell of an album that I don't think got enough enough buzz even though he was on Jimmy Fallon tonight and shit but yo that's a great album overall I like the album um, and I love the cover art which is a you know those crates that they used to carry like milk cartons in the one that have holes all over them the crate the from the original basketball game yeah 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 so they he has one of those like attached to like a tree trunk next to the, what looks a like trap a trap house. house is boarded up abandoned with buildings Yep. And then it's like a, a light yellow background with the you know the title to the top and the name and whatever. Yep. But it's a it's a good album cover art and again speaking to that shit that rapper go to the league. He's an on brand artist and I cannot say that enough. He gives me that every time. Let's let's spin into some that's been circulating a little bit. Well, you, you want to talk about Tatiana? You want to talk about Summer Walker? Let's I, talk about Tatiana real quick. So, Tatiana. Bust Down Tatiana is it's a song. Bust Down Tatiana. That's been out since Tatiana. July. It premiered yeah. on Worldstar. But for some reason, I really don't know the reason, but for some reason, it just started picking up this year in the last couple weeks. And so we've had a few people that have released mixed. It got record servicing. Yeah, probably got some It was record servicing. Record servicing. So... <laughs> Bust Down Tatiana, he had a couple people that did some um, some remixes to it, and there's a challenge going around. I've actually seen a lot of hard female rappers do Shout out to Young Ma who killed that. that shit. Yeah, so let's get into it. The first, the, the original version is cool, it's bumping, it's a good little song. The official remix has Cardi B on it. I think she did her thing on it. It was a the good The music song. video is good. Good music video, that yeah. That low rider in the back. Shit, whole lot know, of gang shit. Whole lot of bandana, red and blue. <laughs> And that bitch that's that's that, that that's low rider in the back though that shit was that yeah shit was so it was it was a cool cool video and you know a good remix and then we had people like Nicki minaj drop tell me what you thought about Nicki minaj's uh remix to tatiana it was funny yeah i think it was a funny are you saying that to be funny or maybe i am but it was funny okay well can you clarify for the listeners yo it was funny okay. yo it was funny like did y'all think it was funny i thought the lyrics were funny you know Nicki minaj does that little cocky troll voice love that shit yeah. it's on brand i thought it was funny you know just yeah. like the song where she talks about all the rappers and right. dreams yeah all that I think, shit I think, yeah, it I reminded think the me first of that one um i think my not the first one i think my favorite one was definitely young Maz and tiger when he did that shit on la leaker yeah, he did that shit on LA Leakers or and Funk Master Flex. I don't know. One of the two. Y'all saw the video though. It was definitely on IG. So he did a good a good remix. I'm gonna go back to Young Ma though. I liked her remix a lot. It was <laughs> dope. She actually dropped like a little video for it too. So yeah. if you haven't seen that, check it out. Just like a fooling around video, a bunch of girls dancing and you know, they like in a Same thing. All the videos yeah, have yeah, yeah, the yeah. same thing except the one with Cardi B was the only dancer in her video. Right, but right. all the remixes, it's the same thing. A bunch, bunch of, of girls, girls just... Girls vibing, people vibing to the song and shit. Yeah. Um, so her, her verse clapping. was yeah. really, really cool. So it's cool. It's a it's a good little song. And it's, it's dope. You know, congratulations to Blueface for having that song in rotation. Hopefully it'll move up the charts, even if it's, you know, just his or if it's the remix with Cardi B on it. Regardless of which one, hopefully it'll make some, some splash on the charts because... As far as the culture, uh, it's really making a splash. And like I said, there's so many challenges out there. You type it in, and you, you'll hear it. It's definitely making its rounds. We also... 
had a chance to listen to a couple singles that have dropped, right? So right. we talked about Young Man, her remix um, of Blueface. Let's talk about her new song, which Chino Stubborn. got me to listen to. Stubborn. Stubborn. Tell me what you thought. I like it. It's real reflective. It's it, she just she rhymes great. I, I'm a huge fan of Young Ma. Um, as quiet as cat, like she's just you know some people just put out stuff and it speaks for their self. She's one of those rappers. She hasn't dropped a whack verse since I've been listening to her. I don't know. Uh, she's a lyrical rapper. You know she's she's still from the streets. Uh, she has a nice aesthetic like she dresses well you know and she she raps nice like she's really a rapper you know she's not playing any games and i uh, i follow her on social media so i was kind of surprised when Cass hadn't heard the song but i i, I showed her the music video yeah. uh shout out to bernice burgo that was in uh in the video i had seen i had seen the that she was making a video i hadn't seen that she had dropped it right yet, right right, yet. right right so i'm glad that i got a chance to see it because i was quiet until probably like the last 30 seconds of it and i turned to chino and i literally said it just like this this shit hard as fuck like and it is like i don't know how she said it's real storytelling in that song like she's talking about a relationship and the ways in which they're both stubborn and how they're both at fault uh and the rhyming was on point the flows were on point she never missed the beat and then you know they brought a really cool video concept to it a little old school it started with like them at like a t therapy session and then it showed scenes of y young ma alone and then um her with her pretend girlfriend in the video which was bernice like chino said so overall i mean it's a good song i'm, I'm definitely gonna have it on then you like the lyrics though like because i don't know about you but I love hard when I do love someone like it doesn't take m much right. out of me to love them and do right by them and people do be stubborn and just like the worst thing is when the communication is off or y'all both right. won't address the elephant in the room like young Ma was talking about like it just creates more and more problem and it goes oh no you started it no oh no you started you don't listen you don't listen and i it's, love it's the lyrics that that's what made the because song because it was relatable as fuck you wouldn't think you would hear something like that from young ma like you i mean is it on brand like or is it not on your on brand for her because hmm. she 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 got bars not only does she have bars she really be talking about stuff when she want to talk about it but this was like correct me if i'm wrong this was one of the first music videos i had seen where it was like oh this is different yeah. and she's really spitting like i, I just it kind of came out of nowhere for it me. came no no you're right it came out of nowhere for me too and it it differentiated itself in the way that regular like rap verses are set up right i didn't i didn't feel like there was no one verse on here it was her consistently flowing consistently rapping consistently rhyming and basically it sounded like you sit you're sitting down saying all these things like you said like if we don't address this it's gonna be the elephant in the room you know i know you told me to take out the trash and i understand why you getting mad at me because i'm you know i didn't do that i don't know i'm not i don't sound i don't sound nowhere close to how she sounded i'm not doing her no justice <laughs> but i'm just trying to give you a, an example of how it sounded because she really just story told through the whole thing but somehow her ability of course maintained that that rap you know 
essence to the song. We, I was, I still knew I was listening to a rap song. You know, I still knew that she was rapping, but she was kind of talking to me at the same time. She's a really good artist that can talk on a song, and and you know, I can I can keep up with. It. Not a lot of people could do that. So let's shift over to another single that dropped, Please Me, with Cardi B and Bruno Mars. I'm a huge Cardi B fan. Anybody that knows me knows that about me. And I love Bruno Mars as well. So I like the song. Um, I think it's a catchy little song, like, please me, baby. And then, of course, <laughs> um, they dropped a music video along with it that was super cool. It gave me, like, a late 80s vibe of, you know, a group of teenagers linking up with each other, meeting up at this diner, and then they just all start flirting and you know they start pairing off with each other they were a little more intimate cardi b and and bruno mars in the video than i than i expected you know there was no comment dancing on each other a little and all that and i just didn't expect it but it it, it was cool the video worked visually it was a dope project yeah visually it was a dope project (laughs) especially as somebody that that's into creative directing for music videos it it was well put out and it It was well edited edited. i like the shots i like the theme cardi b's hair I, I like the braids with the bees, man. Yeah, the and then the old school cars riding through the tunnel and they slowed it down. Like that, yeah, that was great. Not a big fan of the song. I know it works. I know the hype beasts are on it. Yo, I'm sorry. Please don't shoot me because it's not my favorite song. But love Bruno, love Cardi B. It, it was a good, you know, it, it was a good visual. Yeah. Good visual, That's all good I have visual. to say. About it. It's a good I think visual. it was. I think it's a good radio song too. I don't know. <laughs> it is a radio song. I don't know if it's a I song that I would want to listen to in the club. No, it's a it's in the car, stuck in traffic, or you know, just going to stop, you know, going to see your mom, going to see your man, da da da. Yeah. What, the bitches love it though. Yeah, I, I'm sure people love it. Cardi B can't lose. I know there's a push behind it. Shout out to y'all. Let's pivot to our last rock star of the night, Summer Walker. We're talking about her song "Girls Need Love." The original one came out last year 2018 and it was her breakout hit single it's a confessional song you know that talks about the flights that girls face when it comes to wanting to have casual relationships and she kind of was just normalizing um you know that that casual sex casual love type of relationships that's often not afforded to women we're looked down on when we want to partake in those kind of things versus how men are lifted up so it was definitely don't you think that's changing now now it is but i'm so i'm saying the time that she dropped it was a perfect time because it's on the wave of that shit happening definitely in contemporary so drake 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 likes a drake drake Uh, drake (laughs) dropped a remix to the song uh with summer walker girls need love to tell me what you thought about it the jump into summer walker the thing that i really liked is like drake Drake is a vibe on the song, so I'm listening to it on repeat and just listening to the lyrics. Like, why not? Like, why can't, you know, girls need love too. Why can't she just get some dick and like keep it moving? Cause one thing I'm seeing, and you correct me if I'm wrong also, it seems like we always have these big conversations between men and women and comments of big news and to- especially if it's some relationship, right? What's wrong with a girl getting you know some dick and then keeping it moving because like drake said guys get their way all the time and we do so what's wrong what's wrong is that the male population doesn't allow us to do that freely without attaching labels like whore and slut 
and shit like that. I, again, I think now that the, the culture is shifting a little bit and women are more so standing their ground, like, listen, I'm a grown-ass woman and if this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do. Yes. And, and there's a lot less shame around right. the conversations of casual sex, as long as it's safe sex, you know, casual sex and, and that being equal on both sides of one, men and women. But again, there's still that negative stereotype. There's a stigma yeah, to that's, it. that's attached to women who who want to partake in casual sex. And I think it's great that Summer Walker put out a vibe song because it's not like a, a hard-ass rap. It's nothing like that. It's, it's a vibe song. If you watch the original video that she dropped for this, it's them, you know, at the skating rink and vibing and she's singing and shit. So it's, it's definitely a chill-out song. So I think it was a perfect way to introduce that conversation that's not so in-your-face, but it's still very direct and, and getting to the point. I think you said something great when you said that, you know, Drake is a vibe on there. He is. He brought his seductive, like, Drake voice to it, and it worked. It worked for the song. I 100% wish that they had re-recorded the whole song me too instead that would have sounded of, great yeah, yeah, instead of taking out a verse and just putting drake's verses there only because it would have felt the way that that song rule the world what ariana grande and two chains has right where you feel the vibe and you can feel that like they were in you the can room. feel that chemistry. yeah and they were vibing off yeah. of the field. it's not that you can't feel the chemistry on here it's that there's a different chemistry when You're two both artists in the studio. are looking at each other and they're basically singing to each other and vibing in the studio right. and i i would have loved to see what a song between Summer Walker and Drake would look like had that happened. So I'm hoping that later on, you know, they release a song together that, that they recorded together they both, that we could hear. Yeah. They mesh well. Because I think Drake might come with an album eventually this year. And um, Summer Walker is great. Like I, great. I'm not I even on front. To, like, I, I like Summer Walker. There's there's some it. very talented women in the industry that we talked about on this podcast and we haven't talked about yet but summer walker is up there you know i kind of want a longer project from her the ep was good it left me wanting clear. some more it's clear yeah it left me wanting some more i fucked with the cover art and all of that but i was like god damn i wish she had some more songs on here and i wish they were longer and um it'll just be interesting you know yeah it's gonna be interesting i mean drake he brought that vibe and then he also brought you know some some bars on there one example of that is like arched back deep stroke white wine weed smoke that's, that's my, my best vibe. combination yep. you just need some dick with no complications so you see how she got in her bag yeah you see how i got in my bag yeah, yeah. but it's time before i become cas marie the rapper okay um no nah, I'm, I'm kidding but she yeah he be really saucy so bad. he brought the um <laughs> he brought that that seductive vibe voice and then you know he brought his bars and drake did that that's his first uh first of 2019 was on this song which is dope for summer walker and he had a busy he had a busy 2018 he drake his- hit you with that that marvin's room and uh just hold on we're going home type of type of voice yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, i'm so you glad that. you gave them an example yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly what what he brought to the song and he had like i was saying he had a busy year last year fifth studio album scorpion was dropped and then he appeared on tour on with live. migos going fucking crazy atlanta was a mess when they came um yeah. with with meek and you know so he had a lot of a dope 
movements in terms of oh the his reconciliation with Chris Brown with was Chris a big Brown, moment too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really he really elevated. Drake really elevated in 2018. I'm so glad we got to be a part of that. He also did a couple of hit singles: Travis Scott, French Montana, Bad Bunny. Sicko so mode. This is a different of part markets. of Drake's sicko mode because yeah, he dropped. Can't too many people do the go back and forth between the rap and the singing like he's one of the he best and he was one of the first ones to start that whole wave so yeah it was a vibe and we're looking forward to hearing more of and con- again congratulations to summer walker for getting such a ma- drake oh, is yeah. really good at that he's really good at seeking out artists that have really good talent and not being afraid or or too bougie or you know too big to jump on a song with somebody that's up and coming like summer walker so congratulations to her for you know getting that you know her her video for girls need love has over 30 million views on youtube and more than 150 million streams worldwide so i can only imagine how many streams this is gonna have when you add on a star like doesn't that say something though because you know who's watching that there's a lot of women watching that and they're telling their man so we're paying attention but i think a lot of men fucked with the song too i fought with the song too but i'm like I'm not gonna hold you like I, it's it's definitely for, for the women, yeah. I feel like the streams and shit I feel like y'all are listening to that on repeat repeat for real my nigga because that's how y'all feel I listen to that and song I, every other day yo and I I have a lot of women friends and yo that's not an uncommon feeling it's, it's a <laughs> lot of that like yo why can't I just get this and this and nothing like why is it gotta be and it's just like I don't know, ma. There's a lot Keep of trying. there's a lot of people hop, hopping on that wave though. There's a lot of women now speaking out more about it. Like we were talking about on Kalani's mixtape, she had a song that talked. Don't about worry the same about what thing. I'm doing, my yeah, nigga. Yeah, don't worry about that. Was one song that was Nanya, and then she had the other one that was directly talking about you know this all I'm trying to do. I'm the extra shit. I'm not with it. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Like you mentioned earlier, twenty. I would say 2016, 2017, 2018 has been big years for women in music. From breaking all types of cool ass records SZA, to publishing LMA, all kinds of cool ass music. Yeah, all, yeah all, all kinds of variety from the rap, her. hard street rap to the, the sing song, songs to pop to, you know, just lots of collaboration. 2019 of is going to be a great artists. year. It's going to be a great year of music. So let's go ahead and pivot to, you know, upcoming and some that have already dropped. Bops in music and film. Chino? Y'all make sure to go watch Tyler Perry's Medea's family funeral so we can all get a good laugh. We haven't gotten a Tyler Perry movie. We haven't gotten a Tyler Perry movie in a minute. Be on the lookout for Doja Cat's Amala's uh, album recently dropped. Baby, Orn Baby by Da Baby, Shelby by Lil Skies. I listened to that shit was fucking crazy. So make sure you go listen to that. It was great. Be on the lookout for When I Get Home. Solange, we're definitely gonna do an album review on that. Gotta wait on Cass because she says that's her girl. So we're definitely gonna have a girl talk with that special segment. We really hope you enjoy. And apparently, T T Pain just dropped an album One Up. So go hear that. You know, we all we all love T Pain when he was in his bag for so long. The most featured artist, like back in 2012, 2011 and shit. Dude has classics. Legendary, Legendary artist. And uh, it seems like he wants to make a little come back 
yeah this has been nods and bops this is our first jam session and shit we really hope you enjoyed please hit us up on ig please click the links in our bio give us feedback on our podcast we want to know what you like what you don't like what you want to see more of and if you fuck with the brand hey shout us out the best thing you can do for us share it with a friend man share it with a friend please listen share to it with, with a, a friend. friend talk about it with a friend start a conversation that's the point of you know this podcast we want y'all to start conversations this is an ongoing combo intro yeah we're on it's, it doesn't just stop when this recording stops so again thank you for listening thank you for taking your time we appreciate you all love we out we out <laughs>